Welcome to Behind the Black Curtain, an inspiring podcast that follows the story of Nikki Rowland's incredible journey. Join Nikki as she inspires other single women and single moms to be courageous and continue to persevere through their own life journey. Together, we will learn from Nikki's success and struggles as we create a tribe of women committed to finding freedom from their past, purpose in their present, and unlocking the potential for the future. Welcome to Behind the Black Curtain. Hey babes, welcome back to Behind the Black Curtain. It's your girl, Nikki. And in today's episode, we're going to deviate from talking about all the juicy tidbits of my past. And I want to bring you guys back into my current reality and just fill you in with what's been going on with me, give you a little update with how I've been coping with this whole situation. And I'm doing this because the reason that I started this podcast is because of this journey that I am currently on. So let's get into today's episode right now. For those of you that may not know, maybe you haven't listened to the first episode yet. And if you didn't, sis, I'm gonna need you to go back and do that. But if you don't know, I lost everything that was connected to my name within seven months time. And with that happening, I had to then move in with my ex-husband and our boys. And that is where I am currently at. When that whole process happened, I went through so much emotional ups and downs, um, so much fear, so much anxiety, and then having to move in with my ex-husband where one, now I no longer have my own place, which I've had for years, and I love that. Um, Two, I'm in a home with a man that I used to be married to, and it's kind of weird because (laughs) he does his own thing, I do my own thing, he's dating, I just got my heart broken, y'all. That's a story for another day. But your girl is good, trust. But we both are living completely different lives and it's just awkward for me. There's peace in the home. There's no tension. There's nothing like that. I have nothing to worry about. But again, I don't have my own space and it's kind of painful. So with that being said, I'm dealing with so many challenges right now. I really feel like I am on a emotional roller coaster. I have days where I get up And I'm the baddest chick, okay? I am the baddest one out here. Nah, I ain't got my own place, but I'm the baddest one. (laughs) But I'm the baddest one. And on those days, I get up. I am so productive. I'm getting so many things done. I feel so good about myself. I feel like I look good. I feel like... Things are about to change for me any minute now. Like my faith is on a level 1000, right? And I can have days like that. And then literally like the next day I will wake up and don't even want to get out of bed. I am just looking at what reality is and what is in front of me. And I can't see past that. And so I am struggling with holding on to my faith. I am struggling with believing everything that God has told me is coming for me because this is not a fight that I've been in a couple weeks or a month or two, okay? Baby girl, I'm going on almost a year now. And yes, I've been provided for the entire way. No, I didn't have to live on the street or end up homeless or I never went a day where me and my kids didn't know how we were going to eat. Nothing like that. But this situation that I am in is very uncomfortable and I've been going through this process for so long that my faith is like wanting to step out on me too. Like my faith wants to chuck the deuces on me like everything else did. 
And so that is a constant battle for me. I have days where I will get up and I will do my routine because, you know, I'm a mom and moms, y'all know how it is. We can be going through these emotions and we know how to get up and wash our face, take a shower, get dressed and just act like we're okay because we don't want our kids to worry. And I have mornings where I just go through that routine where I feel very much robotic and then by the time I get back home I just want to take off all my clothes get in the bed cry myself to sleep and just be left the heck alone until it's time for the kids to come home and that is the reality of what my life is right now they say faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we don't see <laughs> I had that confidence and assurance for a minute y'all okay for a, it's it's been a minute <laughs> And then it's like, all right, now I don't really see nothing happening. Like, I don't see things happening that would make me feel like, all right, sis, like things that turnaround is, is, is right around the corner. That breakthrough is right around the corner. I'm not seeing that. And so holding on to this for so long, especially <clears throat> I'm pretty much alone. My ex-husband, yeah, we live in the same home. But when I tell y'all we do our own thing, we do our own thing. So this man has no idea of the emotions that I even go through. He has no idea when he comes home and if we do have any conversation, it is very much like you would think there's nothing wrong with me. Like I'm completely fine. And so I keep a lot of this into myself. Why? Because what I've learned through this process is that most people can't, they don't have the capacity to sit in that with me. They don't have the capacity to even empathize or even want to listen, not even truly want to listen. I have learned that a lot of people that were connected to me or are connected to me, um, it is more from a selfish stance. And so people are so used to Nikki being the one to be there for them all the time. Nikki being the strong one, Nikki being the one to give you advice, to comfort you, to tell you, girl, you're going to make it. You're going to be fine. Like, oh, you went through this girl. Let me tell you about my story. And I'm going to tell you how you can make it through. They're used to standing on my shoulder in, in the aspect of emotionally, when you when you're needing someone to help you feel strong and build you up again, I'm that girl. But now I'm in this position where I can't do that for you anymore cuz baby, I'm over here weak as heck and I want somebody to help me. Like I'm trying to find somebody to help boost me up. And what I'm realizing is people are not seeing that. I've been getting dragged for so long and it's like for some people, it just doesn't click that, yo, this is probably freaking hard for her. It's People don't sit back and think like, yo, if I was in this situation, I don't even know how I'd be making it right now, right? It's an automatic because I know Nikki as that strong woman. My mind stays as Nikki is that strong woman. She's okay. And so I still get people that will call and just dump on me. Dump on me, meaning just talk about themselves and their lives and so on and so forth. I'm like, I can't even, I don't have the capacity for that right now. My mind is so stuck on how the heck do I get out of this situation? My mind is so stuck on why am I still in this space? No matter what I do, I don't have time to even listen to anything else right now. And it is really hard to find people that can hold space for you. And so again, I'm fighting to hold on to my faith because I feel like I'm walking through this process blindfolded. I can't see. I, I really feel like I'm blindfolded on this faith walk. And I don't have a choice but to get up every day and put one foot in front of the other because 
if I don't, then what, you know? So that's where I'm at right now. I don't know how long this process is going to take. And that's what makes it even more scary. That's what makes it even more frustrating um, because I just don't know. I don't know. So because of all of that, of course, it is affecting my mental health. And I had decided to just go ahead and get a therapist. Now, I've had a therapist before, probably like two years back. um, And she was great. I got that therapist to help me deal with some stuff that I was dealing with in that present moment, that present time. But she wasn't, she never really dug deep with me. This therapist that I have now, y'all, this sis has me crying on every call. And when I decided to get therapy, I said, okay, I'll probably, you know, get a session once a month, just check in with this therapist so she can help me. But what ended up happening is I am now doing therapy like every week um, because I feel like I need it. And again, because I don't have the community around me to help, you know, I don't have people that I can actually let out these feelings to and I'm, I'm suppressing so much. This is who I use. This is my outlet. And no shade to my friends because I have awesome friends. But we all know as adults, everybody has their own lives. Everybody is super busy, especially if they have kids and they have a husband and they have a home that they're taking care of. They can only be there for you so much. So with this therapist, though, she decided like we're going to dig all the way in since we're going into the childhood and we're going through everything. So, y'all, I am dealing with my current reality and all the emotions that I'm dealing with with that, along with now having to sift through the things that I went through in my childhood that has traumatized me has caused certain triggers in my life and now trying to unpack that and heal those wounds and help me have a different perspective on life and relationships and myself and how I show up and how I allow people into my life and it's a lot it is a lot I love it but anyone that has ever done any work on themselves, any form of healing, you know it's work. It's not easy. It's painful, to be honest. It is painful. My therapist had said to me that majority of the people will not go through a percentage of the traumatic events that I've gone through in my lifetime. And I thought that was crazy. During our first session, she said to me that I have gone through one traumatic event after the other And I did not take any time to feel or heal. And now everything is compounded on top of each other. And then within this last year, everything that's happened to me, it's like the cherry on top. She said to me, the fact that I am not allowing myself to feel and I've kept in things for so long. She's like, you know, your cortisol is probably extremely high and it can cause all kinds of things. Like you can end up with a heart attack. And I'm like, oh, girl, that's not what I want. <laughs> but she's right. I I never took the time to heal during these the, these events. Like it was one thing after the next. And it was a mindset of, OK, we have to keep going. We can't sit here. OK, we have to keep going. Yeah, I might cry a little bit in the moment for like five, 10 minutes. But then I got to shake it off and I have to keep moving. Right. Because you got to be tough. Right. At least that's what I was telling myself. 
But now that we're doing the work, there's just so much that's coming up and she's forcing me to feel my emotions. Y'all, I have never cried this much in my life. And so hard, like tears feel like raindrops coming out of my eyes, like not even exaggerating. Big tears just dropping out of my eyes. But it feels so good to let this out. And so I recommend therapy to anyone that may be going through something traumatic or even if whatever it is if you feel like you need therapy sis go get that therapy so beyond therapy my relationships are eh. <laughs> they're in eh. where we live is pretty far out so I'm not even close to like my best friend anymore and that used to be like part of what gave me peace during the day um, I really just feel really secluded like isolated from the world and that just adds on to the whole emotional roller coaster, right? Um, I just feel really disconnected from everyone right now. And my circle has gotten smaller during this time, which I am completely fine with. I am someone that have no problem letting people go. Like if you want to go by, not even to not to sound cold or anything, but it's just like I'm okay with releasing people out of my life because. Honestly, I've never been someone that felt like I needed to have a crowd of people around me. I can have two or three friends or one best friend and I'm good because all I want to know is that whoever is around me, they are around me for genuine reasons, that these people actually care about me and I am safe around them. I am safe with them. I can love on them freely without being taken advantage of, and they can do the same with me. So my circle has gotten smaller during this process, but again, I'm okay with that. I'm just very protective of my space. Um, I have days where I don't want to talk to anyone, though, and I'll have days where I'll have friends like text me, and you know, they're just trying to talk about their day or whatever, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> hear it because I'm tired like no girl I I want you to text me with a resolution I want you to text me with some good news about how I'm my life is turning around right now like honestly that is where my mind is I and I've like I said I've always been that person that people can come to and talk to and vent and whatever right no matter what I was going through like I've even when I was going through my divorce process and I was going through that depression or whatever, I still have friends calling me for advice and I would shake off what I was going through to be there for them. But y'all, I think at this point in my life, my mind, my emotions, my spirit, my soul is exhausted and I can't do that anymore. And it's unfair to me. You know, when do I get my turn to process what I'm going through without having to worry about helping everyone else? So I do have days where I just don't want to talk or I just shut the world out. I don't, I'm not on social media. I ain't on nothing. I am in my own world because there's enough going on and running through my own mind. So I've had to learn some self-care techniques along this way. And one of them is getting therapy. Um, and I absolutely love it. And I, I'm going to share these techniques that I'm using. So if y'all want to grab a pen and paper, y'all can write this down in case you're going through some stuff right now. Or if you know someone that's going through some stuff right now, these are nothing magical. Um, but these are things that have been helping me along the way. So speaking to my therapist, um, again, there's no shame in therapy. I know for a while, like 
therapy was looked at as like something's wrong with you and it's for crazy people. Right now, our society, we are in a space where it's like the end thing to do, which is kind of cringe for me. I don't like anything that's like the end thing to do. I'd be like, no, I don't want to do it. (laughs) But therapy is different. And I really suggest this for anyone that has gone through things where it is affecting your emotional state, your mental state of mind. It is affecting your relationships. Do this for you not for anyone else. And if you're embarrassed about it or if you have people around you that are like trying to make you feel some type of way, like something's wrong with you if you do therapy, just don't tell them. You ain't got to tell nobody your business. Keep it to yourself, sis. But get it if you need it. And I'm going to say this really quickly. Um, A couple things. I know the black community and the Christian community, there still seems to be a stigma um, with therapy because black people you know we were taught to keep everything in the home in the family don't nobody need to know your business um and with christians it's a a lot of them still believe that if you believe in god you just need to pray and lean in on god and you're good no black people the part of the reason a lot of us are walking around depressed and sad and frustrated and just whatever you're feeling in life is because we're holding so much in. We feel like we have to hold everything in and you don't have to like release that and find a safe space where you can express how you're feeling because what you're going through and how you're feeling matters. It matters. So there's nothing wrong with therapy. Christians, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, but, um, And I have a relationship with God, but baby, (laughs) I'm going to seek therapy. It's like saying, if you are a believer, um, then you don't need to go see a doctor because you just need to pray and lean into God. If you are a believer, then you don't need to go to the dentist because you just need to lean in and pray to God. Like, nah, we go to the dentist for our um, dental health. We go to the doctor for our physical well-being and you go to a therapist for that mental health. So you can stay sane. So I just wanted to insert that right there. But again, seek a therapist or a counselor or a coach, whatever it is that you feel like you need. Or if you have someone that you can actually go and talk to and they have the time to sit with you and allow you to feel what you're feeling and, you know, give good advice and use use that. Use whatever resources you have. I've been allowing myself to feel. And I think this is... <laughs> This is so amazing. This has been so amazing for me. I, when my therapist was saying to me, like, Nikki, you have never, it doesn't sound like you've ever allowed yourself to really feel your emotions. Like, I can tell, I, I can hear that you know how important it is to feel your emotions, but I don't feel like you've actually went deep with it. And she's right. I, I, I kept it very surface level. You know, I'll let some tears out and we're going to keep it pushing. But being able to sit in and talk about, that event, whatever the traumatic event was, and release the tears for however long they want to flow and feel what that made me feel. It's like a cleansing. And so I would suggest that to you too. You ain't got to be walking around crying all over the place. But you know, when you get some time alone, if you want to journal or whatever it is that you're doing, and you feel these emotions coming up, Allow yourself to feel it and don't feel like you need to have a cutoff time or anything like that. And don't add any um, thoughts of shame to it. It's it's very much healing and cleansing. Um, Number three, again, I shut out the world when I need to. 
I ain't talking to nobody if I want to. And I used to be that person that you can always access me. And now I'm like, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Like I have to put, I have to put myself first at some point. Mentally, I want to make sure that I'm good. If I'm not mentally good, I, I can't be there for my kids. And they are my priority at the end of the day. So shut the world out when you need to. You don't have to be on social media. You don't have to answer every text or every call, depending on who the person is. You know, you know the level of importance each person has in your life. But shut that world out when you need to for however long you need to. Um, I've been playing music again. I got to a point where I stopped listening to music and I don't know when that happened. I think I just got to the point where I was just so much in my head with my situation and what I was going through and being stressed out that I just stopped doing everything that I that I really love. So put on some music. <laughs> I'll come home after dropping my baby off at the bus stop and sometimes just start playing music right then. And my taste for music is just all over the place. Um, I don't listen to country though. I ain't listening to no country music. Okay. But, but I'm just all over the place. Like I might be in the, in the mood for some gospel, some praise and worship. And that honestly shifts the atmosphere. So if you can get that going, like first thing, when you start feeling like your emotions starting to, you know, go up and down, praise and worship really shifts the atmosphere. Um, but I love, Trap music, rap music, soca, reggae, dance hall, love songs. I love love songs because I love love. <laughs> and I'm going to just tell y'all this real quick. Like I, as many times as I've had my heart broken, I'm just like, God, I don't understand why you don't let me have a cold heart yet. Like I want to have a cold heart. I really do. Like I want to be like, nah, I ain't with that no more. But I'm really not that person. Like, I don't know. I just love love. And so... Yeah, I love love songs. Um, my little one is always like, oh, you're listening to another love song, huh? <laughs> um, but I listen to all kinds of music. I listen to Spanish music. I don't be knowing what they're saying, but I'll pick up like one word that I know how to say in the song and that'll be the word that I'm hitting every time, you know? So play music, play something to uplift your spirit. And my last... Uh, technique that I've been using now is just to romanticize myself. So for instance, when it's time for me to go take a shower or whatever, I'll probably run a bubble bath instead and play some nice music and get the candles going and just sit in that and relax and take my time and just romanticize me. I don't have nobody else to do it for me. And it's okay to do that for yourself. It's okay to take time to love on yourself, to caress yourself, to Remind yourself that you are worthy of you are worthy of all of these things despite what life is is giving you right now, despite who is around or who has left. You like you still deserve this. So romanticize your life, however that looks like for you. I love to buy myself roses. I love roses. I think they're absolutely beautiful. They're classic and they remind me of love. So go figure. But do things to make you feel good romanticize yourself outside of that I've been doing things to help keep me motivated and pro productive like forcing myself to go to the gym and I say force because I used to be a girl that would be in a gym I used to go to the gym six days out of the week at one point I was doing two a days during that time I was that girl that you would never have to be like oh girl you need to go to the gym you need to work out you never had to convince me I was I was there that was like 
my job. <laughs> and now um, because of just everything that's been going on and just being stressed out so much, I have days where I just, again, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to work out. But one thing that I will tell you guys is that when you take care of your health all around mental, physical, emotional health, it helps with the process. Um, I'm not going to say it takes away all the stress, all the pain that you're going through, but it makes it a little bit easier for you because when we are not taking care of like our physical health, that impacts our mental health as well. So if you can get up and do some form of exercise, you don't have to be in a gym going all out, but do something where you're getting your body moving for a good 20, 30 minutes, you will see the difference in your mindset by the time you're finished with that and how it makes your day a little bit easier. So I've been prioritizing that. Again, I'm having to push myself to do it. Um, I've created a schedule for myself. I don't know if you guys have heard about the 12 week year, but I've tried it before and I fell off and I am trying it again. So I, I've made out my goals for the next three months and I've set a schedule for the week and then I have my daily um, schedule where I have to tick the things off to make sure I'm getting them done. And this just keeps my mind focused on a goal or getting certain things done. So that way I have less time to sit back and focus on what my reality is showing me and how much I don't like this and how much I don't want to be here. So when you just stay productive and you find things, you know, schedule out your day, give yourself a schedule each day and just try to stick to that. By the end of the day, you're ready to just shower and take your butt to bed. And that's how I've been feeling um, lately. And I love that because for a minute, your girl had a hard time even sleeping. So that is pretty much it, y'all. That is my update with where I'm at. Again, I am on a re emotional roller coaster. I am doing this faith walk blindfolded. I, I don't know when this is going to end. It's one of those situations where it's like, no matter what you do, it's like nothing's changing. So when your girl has this breakthrough, y'all are all going to be here with me. We all going to celebrate together. Okay. Cause it's going to happen. So I just want to leave you guys with a couple things to think about. Okay. Just remember everyone's faith wavers. So if you're an, if you're a person that's in a situation right now where you're up and down with your faith as well, don't let anyone make you feel bad about that. Don't make anyone make you feel like you're not a believer or you're weak-minded. Don't do that. <laughs> because people tend to do that like they forget the mess that they've been through at some point. Or I don't know, I I know a couple people where it's like, girl, like, have you been through anything in life? Like, for real, for real? So some people just won't get it. But when you're in situations where it seems like it's never ending and you don't know how you're going to get yourself out despite what you're doing, yeah, you're going to get to the point where it's like, I know what you told me, God, and I know what I believe, but bruh, like, what's going on here? <laughs> how, how much longer? How much longer? Because now I feel like I can't breathe. Like, I need you to help me. So your faith will waver, but just bring it back. You know how to reel it back in. Um, you know, when you start feeling like that, just journal. Write down the things that you're grateful for. Write down the things that are actually going right for you. And that's what I have to continuously do because I could have been homeless, but I'm not. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat. I don't have to worry about a roof over. I don't have to worry about anything. So I have to look at things like that. And it brings me back like, okay, like you're still, you're, you're okay. You're going to be fine. I also want to reiterate to make your mental and physical health a priority. Make it a priority. Life will beat you down at some point. And if you're not consciously 
making it a point to take care of your mental and physical health, it will take you out quick. It will make the process even, even harder for you. So take care of your mental and physical health so that not just so you can be there for your family, but you can be there. We need you. And finally, know that this too shall pass. Because like I said, this has been going on so long for me. But one thing I have to continue to remind myself is that seasons change. They never stay the same. So it can't be no doggone winter storm for the rest of my life, right? (laughs) Seasons change. They will change. And this too shall pass. All right, ladies. So that's it for today's episode. You definitely want to tune in next week when I start sharing the story about how I low-key got deported out the country with my kids for nine months, y'all. So I'm still trying to decide whether or not I want to start the story with my childhood and take you guys into that experience or if I want to just start right there and then back it up into the childhood. But either way, this is one that you don't want to miss. So definitely tune in next week. I want to thank you guys so much for continuing to rock with me. I want to thank you guys so much for everyone that has been messaging me and just telling me how much they've been enjoying the podcast i truly appreciate it i am very much grateful that you even find the time to kick it with me you guys if you are wanting to reach out to me you can definitely do so if you have any questions or comments um definitely leave a review I would love that, but you can DM me on Instagram. My information will be in the description of this episode. I will also leave my email in case you want to uh, reach out to me that way. If you have not already done so, please follow the podcast. Please follow the podcast. (laughs) I'm really trying to get this pushed out. I want to impact as many women as I can. And so I need you guys to help me. Whenever you listen to the episodes, please rate it five stars, preferably Um, follow the podcast for sure. And share, 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 share. I know y'all are loving these stories, but girl, you can't keep it to yourself. So share this. Um, If you can share on your social media, share with your friend, I would appreciate it. With that being said, that is today's episode. I love y'all so much. You know, I cannot leave you without a scripture. So here we go. Today's scripture comes from Hebrews 11, 1, and it says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. And the commentary for that says, Do you remember how you felt when you were very young and your birthday approached? You were excited and anxious. You knew you would certainly receive gifts and other special treats. But some things would be a surprise. Birthdays combine assurance and anticipation, and so does faith. Faith is the confidence based on past experience that God's new and fresh surprises will surely be ours. Stay blessed, y'all.